0: well hello everyone and welcome to today's podcast it is one 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 two three (laughs) it's wednesday january the 11th 2023 i thought that was neat one 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 two three that's the uh that's the uh, date today um hope you guys are doing well it's a little chilly it's 46 47 degrees this morning and uh over in outside my my door um So it might be a little chilly where you're at if you're up north, I'm sure. Um, But we are continuing our journey through the New Testament. We are following our reading plan that we kind of printed out for the year. And so we're reading through the New Testament. We're in week two. And so today, Mark 1. Tomorrow, Luke 3. And Thursday, Luke 4. Um, Yeah. So uh, hopefully uh, yeah so we'll be doing Luke 4 on our own so we'll do Mark three uh, sorry Luke three tomorrow together and uh then uh Luke 4 on our own and then back at it next week so glad you guys are on we uh, we're off to a good start y'all off to a good start thanks for being a part of it so uh if you have your Bibles mark chapter one today And uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, You know what we do? We read, we pray, change the world. Let's see what the Lord has to say to us today. Mark chapter 1. The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. Uh, Again, Mark has no, uh, you know, unlike... Uh, Matthew and Luke that have ec- these extended uh, birth narratives of Jesus that talk about the nativity and the shepherds and the uh, genealogies. You know, Jesus is sort of a, a family line and all of that stuff. Both in Matthew and Luke, <coughs> um, as well as the uh, you know our our traditional Christmas stories come from uh, those two, primarily those two gospels. Uh, Mark, on the other hand, doesn't really tell us anything much about the birth of Jesus at all. He kind of starts off, you know, running. In the beginning, the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight paths for him. Uh, He starts, Mark starts right off with the um, ministry of John the Baptist and the fulfilling of prophecy. In the beginning, the good news about Jesus. Here it is, the beginnings, John the Baptist's ministry. Off and running, preparing the way of the Lord. Just like we get to do, prepare the way of the Lord like a voice calling in the wilderness. You know, sometimes that's what we feel like. We feel like a voice calling in the wilderness. You know, the uh, the message of the gospel, the message of repentance, the message of uh, turning away from our selfishness and our selfish idols is, uh, is often like a voice in the wilderness. Um, not always met with applause and nods of approval. Sometimes with hisses and sneers and just flat out, uh, mock mocking, But well, we keep doing it. We don't stop. We don't let that deter us. We stay true to God's word. That's why we read God's word so that we know what God's word says, so we can do God's word. <laughs> some people, <laughs> some people pretend to know God's word, but they don't ever read God's word. You know what the Bible says? Well, have you ever read the Bible? Because uh, you know what's coming out your right, not your mouth right now is actually not in the Bible. <laughs> you know the Bible tells the Bible teaches us. Uh, the Bible teaches us that, you know, uh, <laughs> pick yourself up by your own bootstraps. You know, the Bible doesn't teach you that. The Bible actually t- teaches you you can't pick yourself up by your own bootstraps. You need the help. <laughs> you need Jesus. <laughs> um, so we read the word to what? Know the word so that we can do the word. Verse 4. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance, For the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. And he ate locusts and wild honey. Man. You think he ate anything else? I mean, I mean, I'm not judging a man's, you know, dietary restrictions here, but that's gonna get old, people. You know, locusts and wild honey. I mean, okay, you know, all right. I mean, you can do anything. You can do a Daniel fast for a while. You can do, you know, you know, juices and nuts for a while. But look, I mean, a lifetime of of locusts and wild honey. I mean, how many var- how many variations of locusts are there? I mean, we done not try to fry it. We done not try to sear it. We done not try to, you know, put it in a soup. We tried to barbecue it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still a locust. Import <laughs> me. I don't know. I I just feel like you got. There's got to be some variation in there somewhere. You know. I don't know. That's just that's just some you know random thought, but that's what he ate he ate he ate honey and uh wild honey and locust. I like honey, I mean I love honey on a bagel, and you now it's good like that yeah, but i I mean but even that I don't know if I want it I don't want it every day and and then i don't i I'm not gonna waste some, some good honey on a locust I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right, I'll tell you right now. I am not going to waste some good honey on a locust. I'm, not, I'm just not. Um, maybe maybe some um, uh, cocktail sauce maybe for a locust. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it shows that John is serious about what you're doing. You know, he's, he's serious about what you're doing right here. He's... He's serving the Lord. I mean, he is. He is all in. You know, I feel like if someone's commit making that kind of commitment, you know, they're trying to. They are definitely trying to impact the kingdom and uh, make a difference. So. I feel like I could do the wild honey thing. I. I mean, I would. I'd go in with that. I'd give that a run. But I'm not even going to kid anybody about the about the locust. Um. I don't I just don't think I could. I mean I it really wouldn't be worth, you know, playing because I don't think I could do it. But but I'll give the wild honey a run. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna waste it on locusts. I mean, I hate it when I burn my bagel. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it when I waste my honey on a burnt bagel, you know. So I'm sure not gonna waste it on a on a dang locust. So anyway, but God bless John, he was. He was man, he was dressed for it. He was dressed for it and he was he was all in. So and this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. Man, that's a, that's an incredible statement of humility, right? And uh and of and of authority, right? Like He's saying, "The one who's coming after me, Jesus, who's coming after me, you know, his ministry will, you know, be uh, right behind me. I'm not worthy to bend down and untie his sandals, man. Hmm. I'm not worthy. Um, That's how much. That's how much uh, superior. uh, How much more superior he is than than I. That I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie." uh his sandals I baptize you with water but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit hmm. that's the two that's the two baptisms right we all need we need a baptism of water but we also need a baptism of the Holy Spirit a baptism of water for repentance of sin but a an infilling of the Holy Spirit to live out a spirit-filled life to live out the uh the purposes and plans of God to accomplish God's purposes in our lives and in our communities. We do that through a baptism of fire, the Holy Spirit living in us. The water representing the forgiveness and washing away of sin, and now that that's washed away, some got to be put in there, man. And then what's going to be put in there is the Spirit of the living God. A baptism of fire. He's that's what Jesus is gonna do. John says, I can't, you know, I can't do that. I can baptize you with water with my with my hands all sticky from uh, wild honey. <laughs> but I can't baptize you with the Holy Spirit. I can't baptize you with fire. What's gonna baptize you with fire is Jesus because he's gonna come and open the door for the Holy Spirit to come and and dwell and dwell in every believer. Yeah, sanctification, that's right. The the purifying process, Uh, the cleansing process, the process of the Spirit of God conforming our image to the image of Jesus. Yeah, I don't think, geez, I don't know anything about, there's no record, and this is a blessing, there is no record of Jesus eating only locusts and wild honey. And so the good the good news is that we are being conformed into the image image of Jesus, and He did not strictly eat locusts and wild honey. Thank you, Lord. So if we we're being conformed into the image of John the Baptist. We'd be we'd be looking we'd be hitting the the uh, be hitting the thrift stores for some camel hair clothes, <laughs> and there'd be a run on wild honey, but we are being conformed rather into the image of Jesus. Who ate bread and probably some lamb. And uh, yeah, praise God. Uh, Verse 9. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. I love that. And at once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness 40 days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals. And angels attended him. So at his baptism, again, the Trinity is present. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The Son of God being baptized, a dove represented by the Holy or the Holy Spirit being represented by a dove, the voice of God the Father, Father, Son, Holy Spirit all converge at the Trinity and the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Um, and really, not since creation had the three had the had the manifest presence of the Trinity been seen with the Son, Father, Spirit. In Genesis, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word, uh, or in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And He, it was, it was void. And He spoke. It's the Word. It's the second person of the Trinity. So you have the Spirit hovering. You have God the Father creating, and the Word being spoken: Father, Son, Holy Spirit. At the beginning. And now, here again, at the at the uh, baptism of Jesus, the Trinity once more manifests their presence. Uh, the divinity, the triune God. And uh after that high point, Jesus is uh declared by God, this is my beloved son. He hasn't healed anyone yet, he hasn't done any any spectacular miracles. He just was. And God announces this is my beloved son, whom I well whom I am well pleased. That's a great reminder for us, man. Like God over you today, if you're listening to this at the beginning of the morning, uh beginning of the day, He God announces, You're you're my son, you're my daughter. I love you. You don't have to do anything to earn my love. I've I've given that to you. Now go and be be my child. Live out of that overflow of love that's already been pronounced over you. You don't have to God pronounces his love at the beginning, not the end. It's not you you don't have to earn the approval of God. God's approval has been given to you through Jesus. It's not like you hope at the end of the day you look up to God. Hey, God, do you love me now? No, 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 no. God starts, the moment you wake up your eyes in the morning, the first words out of God's uh, mouth to you is, I love you. You ain't done nothing. You just woke up. You still got sleep in your eyes. Your breath stinks. Everything. (laughs) But the sovereign Lord is speaking love over you. You don't have to impress him. It's not like the end of the day. You show him your report card. Look at all the good things I did today. God, you love me? Do you love me? Do you still love me? I love you. I love you consistently, constantly. And he announced that over Jesus. This is my beloved son. This is my son. This is the son of God. There's nothing that's ever going to change that. <laughs> this is the son of Jesus is the son of God in flesh. Here he is, like it or not, this is it. Verse 14. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God what's the good news of God? This is it right here. The king, the time has come. The kingdom of, of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. The good news is what? The kingdom of God is here. What do we do? Repent and believe this good news. <laughs> it's pretty simple. The good news is that Jesus, <clears throat> through Jesus, the kingdom of God is is here. That's the good news. What do we do in light of this good news that Jesus, the Son of God, is here present with us? We repent. We turn from our selfish, self, self, uh, indulgent ways. We turn to Him. We repent and believe this good news. Hmm. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, He saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow Me. Jesus said, "And I will send you out to fish for people." At once they left their nets and followed him. To learn. They left them they left their nets to learn and be taught by the rabbi, to be to walk in the steps of the rabbi, to be formed and conformed into the image of the rabbi, so that when the rabbi was gone, they could carry on the ministry of that rabbi. So they walk in the steps of Jesus, being conformed into His image, being taught by Him. That's why we say we're followers of Jesus. That's what we mean by that. We walk in His steps. We learn. We obviously, literally, physically can't walk in His steps now. Um, we we walk in His steps by what? By learning from His Word, by learning from other believers who also are studying His Word. And so we walk in His steps. We apply His principles to our lives. We, as much as we can, through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, we live out this life of godliness. We uh, produce fruits of righteousness in our lives. We, um, we display more and more the fruit of the Spirit of love, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control. We, um, that's how we follow Jesus. We, we walk with him. We walk in the fellowship of his Holy Spirit. We walk in the fellowship of, of believers that are also following him um, so that we can become more like him. So we can become more like him. And so, uh, just similar to Simon and Andrew, we too are following Jesus. And the invitation is to all of us today. Come, follow me. Come follow me. And maybe you know, I don't know who all is listening today. Some of you may have, you know, not you aren't really following Jesus. You know, you're following your own uh ideas and i and and own desires and um your own will and you haven't surrendered that to Jesus. And uh maybe maybe the message to you today, you've stumbled across this podcast because you need to drop your nets. Stop doing things the way you were doing it. Uh, And follow Jesus. Get into the fellowship of uh, other followers of Jesus and begin to explore the principles and the teachings and the character of Jesus. And as you spend time around that, as you spend time around the character and the presence and the activity of Jesus, Miraculously, you start to become more like him. <laughs> you you begin to be conformed into his image through the power of the Holy Spirit. So That might be a, might be a met word for somebody today. Verse 19. When he had gone to a little farther, he saw James the son of Zebedee and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. They went to Capernaum. And when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. So there were synagogues in, you know, the temple in Jerusalem, but in all of these different areas. So these synagogues are kind of like like multi-site. <laughs> you think about you think about uh, you know multi-site is not a new thing. This idea that you know hey multi-site no synagogue basically was a multi-site. But people who could not get back to the temple on a regular basis, synagogues were uh, places of of worship uh in these different areas of the country and so that was their regular places of worship now now devout jews still tried to make the journey back to jerusalem uh three times a year for the big feasts of passover and uh pentecost and um and tabernacles but they um but their regular place of worship was a synagogue And so Jesus goes in Capernaum. There's no temple, but there is a synagogue. He goes there, and he began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught with one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Isn't that interesting that one of the So you have the Spirit of God announcing and declaring uh, who Jesus is, but here you have actually the the polar opposite of that. You have the uh, satanic forces of this world also now recognizing who Jesus is. This demonic spirit declaring, you are the Holy One of God, and Jesus responds in 25, be quiet, said Jesus sternly, come out of him. And the impure spirit shook the man violently, and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all amazed. So they asked each other, what is this, a new teaching? And with authority, he even gives orders to impure spirits, and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. Wow. Verse 29. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went, with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever. Uh, Simon obviously is married because his mother-in-law is in bed with a fever. So the idea that Peter was not married is uh, obviously unfounded. He is is married (laughs) with a mother-in-law and they immediately told Jesus about her. So he went in, he took her by the hand and helped her. The fever left her and she began to wait on him. He's a healer. Even sicknesses and diseases obey him. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. That word caught on. Hey, you got a demon? You feel sick? We got a man who's in control of that. He's over that. These, these uh, sickness and disease and evil spirits bowed to him. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Hmm. That's always mysterious, isn't it? He wouldn't let them speak. Be be quiet cuz they knew who he was. And you know it was part of that revel you know the timing, right? He wanted he had a he had a get this internal clock that he was m- kind of orchestrating his life according to the purposes and the plans of God and he w- he didn't want these things to be out of order. So don't tell him it's not time. Not time. There'll be time enough to tell go to the house stops and or the rooftops, and tell uh, who I am. But not yet. Verse 35. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Now, if Jesus got to get away to pray, you think you need to? You think I need to? Of course. We got to get away. We We got to get quiet and pray. We got to turn off the radio. We got to turn off the noise. And we got to get away and pray, too. So Jesus got up early. He went and prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him. where Jesus? Where'd Jesus go? <laughs> where Jesus? And when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Jesus said, yeah, I know. That's why I, that's why I went early, so I could get slip out before everybody got crazy. I mean, probably. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I've come. All these people were looking for you. I know, know, but I've got other things I have to do. I have to go to other places. More people need to hear this good news. So they traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Signs and the, the manifestation of the Spirit and the preaching of the kingdom. Those were the two things, primary activities of God through the ministry of Jesus. He was preaching and the demonstration of the Spirit's power. Those things. And the demonstration of the Spirit's power was uh, evidence of the truthfulness of the message he was proclaiming. Verse 40, a man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus was indignant. He reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately, the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. Wow, wow. If I'm willing. I wonder if he was indignant because of that question, if you are willing, you know. I wonder sometimes when we pray, Lord, if it be your will. Now, I get that there's the importance of that, you know. We don't always know the will of God, and it's sometimes arrogant to assume we do. But there are also some things that are very clear in God's word, Lord. Lord, if, it, if it's your will, forgive me of my sin. What's, I, what do you mean, if it's my will? Of course it's my will. Lord, if it's your will, help me to be a good servant of yours today. What do you? What? If it's my will that you be a good sir, what what are you saying? Of course it is. There's some things in the word of God that are very clear. Lord, if it's your will, help me to love my neighbor. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> of course, of course I want you to be clean. Be clean, crazy boy. That's what he tells me sometimes. Yeah. Verse twenty, verse 43, and then we'll wrap it up. We'll pray. Uh Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. See that you don't tell this to anyone, but go show yourself to the priests and offer your sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. So go back to the temple, undergo all the the, the ceremonial requirements for, for cleansing and healing so that it can be a testimony to what's been done for you. So the people in the religious establishment and those who are devout religious people, they'll see the activity of God. It'll cause them to ask questions and lean in. So go back and do that. Verse 45. Instead, look at this. Instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, but stayed outside in lonely places. Jesus had friends in lonely places. (laughs) I got friends in lonely. The places, so yeah. So Jesus stayed outside and lonely, but he had to stay away from everybody because people were getting crazy. He had to he had to go and retreat. Yet the people still came out to him, still came to him from everywhere. Wow. So you have this this almost you almost feel this like tug of war, this sort of tension, right? Like Jesus is doing these amazing things. He's 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 announcing and proclaiming and preaching the kingdom of God and and in demonstrating the presence of and the power of god but he wants to keep it under control right he wants he doesn't want to get out of hand he wants to he wants to keep the timing and the sequence and the cadence just right and so you know he wants to do enough but not too much so that the uh so that everything can be fulfilled in a in in god's timing. so all right, that wraps up Mark chapter one. Tomorrow we will uh, jump back over to, or jump over to the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter three, as we continue our reading through the New Testament together. Thanks so much for being a part. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you so much for um, the, uh, the privilege that we have to gather together in this format to read your word, to pray, to seek your face. Lord, help us to prepare the way of the Lord today. Uh, Lord, to be uh, those who lead others towards you. And God, let us also hear your words sp- spoken over us, uh, that you love us. We thank you for that love. We thank you for that kindness uh, that is constant and never failing. Uh, God, and out of that, we want to, uh, to demonstrate in our lives a gratitude, a peace, a patience, a kindness um, that causes the world to want to know more about you. Lord, I thank you so much for my friends. I pray your blessing upon each and every one, whatever situation, circumstances they're facing today. May you uh, manifest your presence in a powerful way that they know of your love and your presence uh, and your control. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you for liking, subscribing, sharing this. Really appreciate that, and that definitely helps get the word out about the podcast and encourage other people. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll see you next time. Bye.